Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. It's Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And we were thinking about what to talk with you about today, and it occurred to me that no matter whether you are a professional equine canine practitioner, a student, an equestrian, a agility participant, in order to be excellent, you have to learn and you have to begin at the beginning and you have to add skills. And yet for each one of us, adding those skills requires a different technique. Going back to our roots, for me back in the 70s when I began studying neurolinguistics and learning strategies, I have continuously become aware of what works for learning, whether it's riding a horse or learning laser or anything other than cleaning, which I refuse to learn. There are ways that are more effective. Yeah, and that's when you, when you talked about strategies, everyone has a strategy. You have a, a buying strategy, a selling strategy, you have learning strategy. There, everything, everything that goes on is a process. You process information in different ways. And so learning requires trying to find out how you process information. And this is probably something that you picked up for yourself along the way because you found certain teachers. And you ever notice when you were in school, certain teachers you just seemed to work with really, really well. You understood them. You went, oh yeah, okay, that's a, that was a great teacher. And then someone else sitting next to you go, oh no, this has been a terrible teacher. Well, what was the difference? The difference is that learning strategy that you have, that teacher probably taught in a strategy that you understood or the, or the strategy that worked for you. And the teachers that weren't good taught outside of that strategy for you, and you had to find a way to make it work for you. I know when I sit on a horse and an instructor says to me, now I want you to, and then rattles off six different commands, none of which actually mean anything at all to my brain in the moment, and it wipes out everything I was thinking, and I think, I didn't know how to ride at all. And then, another time, someone will take it slower with me, actually tell me what I can feel in my body that lets me know whether my legs are on the horse, whether my arms are relaxed, whether the horse is yielding or not. And that way, I can actually grok the information and be able to practice it. So I understand that I have a very kinesthetic, a very feeling learning strategy, and that it is not didactic. If you give me a list of things to do, by the time you stop speaking, I have forgotten the list. So sometimes just by paying attention to people and listening to what they say to you when you give them a command to do something, they go, wait, I don't, I don't get it, just show me. Okay, when they say just show me, that doesn't mean give them a step-by-step -step procedure on how to do it. That means physically show them how to do it. They have to see it to in order it. to learn that process. <laughs> show it to me. I've got to see you do it. And once I see you do it, 
then I can mimic it and I can do it. That's a visual learning strategy. And a lot of people have that strategy. It's a great strategy to have. It's a great way to learn some things. You, you're the perfect person to Google stuff on the internet because you can watch someone else do it and then you can mimic them. And yet, if you attempt to educate someone, teach them, give them a new skill the way you like to learn, that can create a tremendous disconnect and frustration on both parts. You'll find that you may say something like, I've told you a thousand times. Well, if you want to be a good instructor, if after the, I don't know, 200th time they didn't get it, perhaps offering them a different means of doing it so that both of you can be successful. And, you know, we see this when we're training animals. We see when we don't get the results we want, speaking louder is rarely the key. So we're talking a lot about being flexible enough, as Dave said, to pay attention to what has worked for you in the past and recognize it's situational. You may have a learning strategy for book knowledge that's different than your sports learning strategy. So it's not like many people who will like to categorize themselves, or as we say, put themselves in a box and say, oh, I'm visual. Well, you learn visually when you learn visually. And when you're doing math, you might be someone who does things more categorically and with a different strategy. And when learning how to properly muck a stall, you may need to watch a video with music so that you can sing along and your body follows the magic button or whatever that, follow the magic ball to learn the lyrics, right? We know that many, many kids learn well if you teach them the alphabet by singing it. And yet if you show it to them, they may not retain it. So what is your best way to learn what it is you want to learn? Yeah. And some people learn by just doing the task a couple of times themselves. That'd be me. You know, they've just got to show me how to do it, tell me how to do it. But until I've done it, I haven't learned it. So I can see someone else doing it and go, okay, I got an idea. And then someone can give me a step-by-step -step procedure on how to do it. That still gives me an idea, but I haven't really learned how to do it yet. Until I've actually done the process a couple of times myself, I don't have it. I have to integrate it into my neurology and create muscle memory before a task becomes something I own. Whereas there are people who can see it, have that photographic memory, recall it, and you know, absolutely process it in a very effective way where others have to hear it, categorize it, and understand the litany of which step comes first, which step comes second, and it's like, how am I gonna get there from here? So if you say shoulder into me, I feel like I'm doing the hokey pokey. It does not translate into riding a horse. And yet, when you tell me where to feel it in my body and what to notice, 
from the behavior of the horse, there's an aha. And all of a sudden, things move smoothly. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> it reminds me because I had a I had a uh, anatomy professor, my first trimester or second trimester of school, yeah, chiropractic college, and he was as visual person as I've ever seen in my life. But he could walk. He'd walk into class, never brought notes, never had a note in his head in his hand ever. And you would watch him. He'd walk into class. He would look up. To, like he was looking up at the ceiling, and he goes, this is starting on page 236 in Gray's Anatomy, and he would say, here's the top quote of the page. And then he would just start teaching basically verbatim, word for word from Gray's Anatomy, because he had this incredible visual memory, and he could, if he had seen it one time, it was in his head. It never left him. Because I remember one time I told him, oh yeah, I'm, I'm moving to... Eagle Lake, Florida. And he goes, oh, Highway 17 goes right through there. I'm like, how do you know that? He says, I saw it on a map one time. And like Eagle Lake is like a town of a thousand people. <laughs> but he knew Highway 17 traveled right through there. And if you know that's how you learn, you can seek out people who teach most effectively in your strategy, or you can request from people that they offer you another way to understand them. And I have learned to stop people and say, I know that you are trying to tell this to me. Can you please literally put my hands on it so that I may understand? This is not your failure. This is my preferred way of understanding. And it's really good to be flexible because sometimes when I must learn from someone who is unaware that they have a single strategy for for telling information, I, I will translate it. I will hear what they have to say, make a movie in my head, put myself in the movie, observe myself doing it, and then I can learn it. But that took a lot of years before I figured out that I could you know, make a difference in my own strategy by playing both sides of that game board. Yeah. So you out there just listening, just think how, what is your, what have you learned recently that you learned really quickly? Because that will pretty much give you an idea on what your learning strategy is. No matter what task it was or what it had to do with, the process of learning how to do something new is the same for you. And if you try a different method, you'll, you'll still learn. It's just going to be more difficult and take longer. If you learn how to take someone who's teaching you something and turn it into your strategy, you'll be so far ahead of the game. And this is what we need to teach our children. We need to find out what their learning strategies are and teach them how they learn because uh, that will change their life. If you are one of those people who were chastised by an instructor for looking up and someone said to you, the answer's not on the ceiling when in fact that was you accessing a visual part of your brain and remembering. And so what if you look at the ceiling? Yeah, my thing was, if the answer's not on the ceiling, why can't I look there? But for some people, in order to get the information, they have to get away from the distractions of staring at their instructor and look up in order to clear their slate and actually take in the information. 
it's not being rude, it is being effective. Same thing for those who have to move. I remember when Dave and I first started teaching together and we would strategize, and he was not capable of coming up with ideas unless he was pacing and moving and literally finding the the incentives and the and the new ideas from some part that was you know welling up inside and you know that then you know what a really good idea is coming because the animation increases and some of you may feel that way others may need to shut out all input put headset on block out the world and only listen to their own internal dialogue while reading the information and sequencing it in a way that then can be extracted for their own use. And can you see now or feel now or hear now what we mean? Obviously, this is a podcast. You are hearing us. Some of you feel me. You know, when I or Dave says something that resonates with you, that's a very kinesthetic experience. And it literally will oh, let you be aware of that you take in this information in a very tactile way. You know, and when other people are hearing this, it may make sense. It may sound right or wrong. But either way, it's how they are validating what this experience is about. Yeah. A lot of people will tell you by their words, like Wendy just said, I, I, I hear you, or that sounds good to me. You know, those are processes people are giving you a big clue on how they're taking in information. I just, I can't, I, I don't see it. When they say I don't see it, because you haven't shown it to them. That's the bottom line on that one. They don't see it because you haven't shown it, you haven't created the picture that they need to see in their head. You may not be able to show them a picture, but you have to be able to create that picture for them in their head. There are so many clients, and some of you may be out there, who in order for you to experience that we understand, you have to show us a video. And people will send us videos of their dog's behavior, of their horse's behavior, because that's how they interpret the information. And we will watch it so that we can experience it in the closest way to their experience and be able to communicate about what we saw. Others will send us the healthcare records and say, this is the report from my vet, from the CT scan, from all of this. And demonstrate to us that that's the data. They, they need the facts, Dano, just the facts, right? And others will have no interest whatsoever in us seeing or hearing or reading anything. They will want us to poke at their horse, their dog, or their own selves and go, feel this. This is the issue. Help me understand how it got that way and what we can do to fix it. Yeah. They'll say things like, yeah, when I ride my horse, I feel this thing coming from the hind end. It's a feel thing. They have a feel for that horse. They're not watching it on a video going, oh, I see that. They're feeling it through their body. Oh, absolutely. And the sense of, you know, my dog is limping on the right front. And when we watch it together and I say, I see a left hind, they can't see it because what they're experiencing is that 
feeling of the change of the gait and where they experience it is where the dog is manifesting often the compensation. In order for you to be the best patient, the best trainer, owner, and best practitioner, communication from you to the animal and to the client and to the practitioner makes for a successful relationship. Yeah. And like I said, take time, figure out how, what your learning strategy is. It could literally change your life in, in your learning process. When you have a new task to learn, if you automatically know your learning process and adapt whatever the teaching line is to your own strategy, you'll get it. And most of you already know that not every dog learns the same and not every horse learns the same. And let me know your cat strategies because I think they do whatever they want. I did, however, uh, train two ducks this morning to do uh, what they wanted to do because they told me to feed them and I did. So apparently I was trained by ducks this morning, but they used my strategy. They looked at me. They signaled they wanted food. I understood, brought it them, and then they walked right up to me. And I'm like, wow, that's so cool. So whatever your goal is, as Dave said, know your best strategy, employ it, and enjoy it. Have a good week. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. Have a spectacular day.